0: This is Lore Diver, the podcast that's exploring the lore of popular and interesting tabletop RPG worlds. POC Gamer Patreon supporters gain early access to episodes, and all episodes are available on Podbean, Spotify, and YouTube. This episode is the history of the Mwangi Expanse from Pathfinder's Galarian setting. For brevity, I have broken this history into four broad eras. The Anti-Impulsum Era, before the Earthfall Cataclysm, covering the ages of creation, serpents, and legend. Antiquity, covering the ages of darkness, anguish, and destiny. History, covering the age of enthronement. And finally, recent and current events. In the last episode, I covered some of the material presented in the excellent Lost Omens Mwangi Expanse book. But that was just the start of a much deeper, more comprehensive set of dives into the lore of Garund and its multitude of nations, peoples, and amazing history. Garund itself is a vast continent that has been historically active and relevant to the larger world for its entire history, something that's refreshing in terms of world building. Owing to the weight of that history, I'm covering the Muwangi Expanse first, and will branch out to and link up with other regions in later episodes. The Anti-Impulsum As early as the Age of Serpents, the Mwangi Expanse was already a hotbed of activity as the mighty Serpent Folk, Cyclops, and Aruxi empires clashed with one another. They were soon joined by Elfkind who, in the Age of Legends, established the nation of Mu'alje in the Mwangi Expanse itself. The Age of Legends saw the first true war on the lands of the Mwangi Expanse when the expansionist Aslanti Empire ran headlong into the declining but still combative Serpent Folk Empire. After a long and bloody conflict, the Aslanti hero, Sabbath was able to decapitate the serpentfolk demigod, Eater Sirius. This broke the empire, and they began their retreat into the dark lands and obscure places away from their many foes. In an act of surprising clarity for an expanding empire, the Aslanti seemed to have realized that their gains could not be held, and retreated to the coasts for the most part. Only the city of 7th Yi, built around the Tomb of Sabbath, remained. The Cyclops empire, Golgani, rose to fill much of the power vacuum that was left, but were corrupted when they adopted some of the religious and cultural practices of the retreating serpent folk whom they were actively trying to drive from the surface. The Earthfall Cataclysm devastated the Golgani and saw substantial damage done to the elven civilization in the jungles. Interestingly, the elves of the Expanse declined to retreat from the world with their northern kin and rode out the Cataclysm and its fallout. However, as ancient empires and powers fell, the humans of Gurund and the Expanse were able to carve out their own destiny in a significant way for the first time. Antiquity. The Age of Darkness for the Expanse was a time of heroes and sacrifices as peoples rallied against the evils and struggles unleashed by the meteor strikes. The final tree of the Elder World, the ancient arboreal Dimari Dji, learned the ways of magic and discovered the Nemesis well, and immediately pledged to guard it. He was later joined by a human druid named Kamar and her followers, founding what would become Osibu. The Elves of the Expanse would ultimately splinter into the clan groupings of the modern era, but not before defeating and imprisoning Dahak, the god of evil dragons, in their portal network and securing the demon-corrupted city of Nagisa deep in the jungles until the return of the demonic gorilla king over a millennia later. Dwarves arrive in this era, establishing Cloud Spire and forging links with the Cloud Dragons that lived there, Dwarves arrive in this era, establishing Cloud Spire and forging links with the Cloud Dragons there. Interestingly, the dwarves of the Mwangi Expanse continue to maintain contact with their distant kin, something that many other groups in the area don't do. Old Mage Jitembe This is the only name universally associated with the Age of Anguish in the Mwangi Expanse. Jetembe returned magic to the land, eventually teaching and then leading the Ten Magic Warriors, the Mwangi Expanse's greatest heroes. Jetembe saw magic as something to be spread and shared, so that all might benefit from it, and his followers would eventually found the city of Magambaya. Their many adventures also spawned a culture of record keeping that continues into the modern era. As the Age of Destiny passed, the Mwangi Expanse came to be dominated by human nations and empires. The Shori Empire took to the skies and floating cities after a long conflict with the cults of Rovagug, leaving few records save for the ruins of their cities and legends of their visits to ground-based settlements in the past. The land was plagued with demon outbreaks, and city-states like Mzali and Zatembra rose to prominence. One of the greatest and last rivals to the Mwangi Expanse occurred during this era as well, that being the arrival of orcs to the land. Having no bad blood with local humans, elves, or anyone else, and a mean hatred for demons, they soon integrated into the cultural mosaic of the Mwangi Expanse to a degree not seen elsewhere. History. In the Age of Enthronement, colonization came once more to the Mwangi Expanse, with pirate and assassin enclaves being carved into the coastal lands, with the devil associated Cheliax nation leading the way. Other powers, now lost to the sands of time, would try to colonize the land as well, however, their failed efforts are well, scattered across the land. Worsening the situation was the return of the demonic Gorilla King after a dying mortal hunter stumbled across the lost altar of Angazan, providing it with the corpse it needed to work its dark magic to reincarnate the Gorilla King. This was also an age of great cultural upheaval in many of the indigenous nations of the Mwangi Expanse, and I'll cover those in later episodes for the specific nations and city-states. Recent and current events, and now we reach the age of lost omens. While Orodin had very little power and few followers in the Mwangi expanse, his death affected them greatly, bringing the Eye of Abendego to the expanse, an enormous permanent storm that drowned the kingdoms of Yamasa and Lurgan, creating the Sodden Lands. The Gorilla King was slain by adventurers and Rebellion finally overthrew the last vestiges of Cheliax's legacy rule over its colonies after decades of unrest. The weakest events currently happening are the reveal of the now Serpent Folk-dominated city of Seventh Yi e to the world, the establishment of the nation of Vidrian after the defeat of both its legacy colonial government and a pirate alliance of the Free Captains of the Shackles, and the ongoing Third Corsair War. Ideas. There's a lot to work with here. Deep history and fantasy games is a foundational aspect of adventures and campaign settings, and modern events keep said settings feeling alive and dynamic. The Mwangi Expanse has all of this. And now, in my opinion, coming from the deep history of the region, the Cyclops Empire of Golgani, the lost floating cities of the Shori Empire, the Sodden Lands, and the remnants of the Aslant serpent folk war offer a lot of easy ends for adventure and exploration without even like going super deep into the land itself. On the modern end of things, there's the new and still-establishing nation of Vidrian and its unique cultural heritage, an active naval conflict with the Third Corsair War raging on the seas, and of course the sudden reveal of Seventh Yi and its whole situation, which is literally fuel for intrigue, magic, and adventure. So what I'm saying is that with the Mulonghi Expanse, you have options lots and lots of options if you want to run your game in a modern context drawing on the more recent history and major events that are happening right now that's there and there's plenty to work with if you prefer something a little bit more classic you know a dungeon delve going to some ruins venturing into uh you know demon infested jungles things like that those options are there as well the best part is that All this history is presented in such a way that it leaves openings. There are lots of defined events, but not lots of details about those events. That's what's important, walking that fine line, which this book does extremely well. Now, to read more about this, you can find information in the Lost Omens, the Milwaukee Expanse book, or check out online resources like AON or the Pathfinder Wiki. Books are available through retailers, game shops, or directly from Paizo, and electronic copies are available directly through Paizo. Thank you for listening, and remember that you can support this podcast and more through the official POC Gamer Patreon, or with the official POC Gamer Coffee. Hydrate, stay alert, and stay safe, everyone.